I just want to say at the outset that uh, this podcast is in no way endorsed by, approved by, or sponsored by Hops and Drops or the Hop Jacks family chain of restaurants. We happen to be here tonight, which is uh, if, if we sound different tonight. So, so you can land the sponsorship? Is that what you're saying? You, you just couldn't get it? Um, well, as you know, we are already sponsored by uh, Doug Lamborn brand, Chronic Rectal Itch Cream. That's true. And uh, when they paid us the $75,000 to uh, be our exclusive sponsor, they got uh, not only uh, category exclusivity, but blank- blanket exclusivity. Um, not to mention uh, the nice people here at Hops and Drops may or may not want to be associated with what's about to happen on this microphone. It's true. That is uh, incredibly true. We, we talk about a lot of things that... Um that it's hard to find sponsorship for, honestly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, who wants to sponsor somebody who's like, hi, we sell DMT to the janitorial staff. <laughs> the, I don't think there's any company that does that. I've been looking, honestly. I, I couldn't find one. I think it's an unexploited market space. In either case, uh, welcome. This is Breakup Gaming Society. Um, I am your host, uh, the true Fushnik. With me. The True Fushnik. I like that. What is that from? What is that? It's a True Fushnik is a song by Fushnikens. I'm a true what? I am a true Fushnik. There you go. And uh, with me here uh, is uh, Jean, a.k.a. He, She, Who Thirsts. Um, This is a special episode because uh, we had to call off the big group this week. One, because I went up to Denver and got tore up and basically was not recovered by Thursday. And and two, over the years of our Thursday night uh, groups, if, if this group... And this podcast were dependent upon my peers to be successful, it would have died an ugly death because... I don't pe- think you have many friends. It's, uh, you know, that's the main point of this. It's, it's true. Don't worry, my friends are your friends. <laughs> and thank God for that because over time, uh, people uh, my age just stopped coming. And over the years, Jean was the one guy who would show up, guy, girl, Depending, yep. yep, would show up every Thursday, ready to play whatever, yep, ready to have a great time, ready to ready, party, ready to blast loud beats, ready yep. to get fucked up and have fun. And uh, it was Jean who threw up the, the bat signal that got us our current crew. Yeah. They're all people you know, yeah, and you've got to be selective too because not everybody can game and party. Uh, sometimes it, it leans one towards the other, and you end up with a social group that's drinking or a gaming group that's too serious. Exactly. And, um, and I found over the years, um, um, my friends, uh, they're too busy, or they're too old, or they just plain don't give a fuck. And uh, so that's why we're here. This is Breakup Gaming Society. With your host, the true Fushnik, and John, a.k.a. He, She, Who Thirsts. We're going to be back momentarily with the drink of the week. Drink of the week. Uh, so uh, we're back here for the drink of the week segment. This is Breakup Gaming Society. I'm your host, the true Fushnik. With us is, of course, also Jean, a.k.a. He, She, Who Thirsts, and our bartender, yeah. Kenna, and uh, who uh, who's reluctantly agreed to be a part of this unrolling catastrophe. You had to drag Yikes. her over here, pretty much. What am I doing over here? <laughs> That's exactly what I ask myself every day. Um, so, uh, the drink of the week is uh, Milagro Silver. Uh, we started off with Don Julio Añejo, yep. which um, is worth every dollar you pay for it, because 
I don't know whether it's like the color of it that influences what you think you're tasting, but when I see that that color, I think I taste caramel yeah. notes. And no, it, I agree. Uh, With all the tequila we've drank over the years, um, if it has that kind of golden color to it, I just love it. I, I want to. I want it more. I want more of it. You know. Yep. Absolutely. And um, uh, but however, uh, we've also recognized that. The last time I came in and ordered Julio's all night, I, I racked up a two hundred dollar bill. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, which is expensive. And um, so, Kenna, uh, yes. I know that you're not a fan of Milagro Silver. I think it's a uh, actually a great tequila for the buy. When I'm looking for that good, um, again, not a connoisseur here. I just look for the price point. Like, not a connoisseur. Come on. It actually on. is not a bad tequila for for what it is. For the dollar. Yeah. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yep. So, and, and as long as you're on the mic, can I tell us, uh, if, if you were in these chairs and didn't have to order branded drinks, what would you be drinking? Um, gosh, I don't know. That's what a good you, question. What do you drink, girl? I don't really drink. I'm the bartender. I've been over it for years. <laughs> Fair right? enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I like to watch you guys get drunk and then kind of point and laugh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The, the yeah. sadistic bartender. Absolutely, I love it. yeah. Just, just like on prom night. Right, yeah. I mean, somebody's got to do it, right? Absolutely. Well, yeah. um, it, was, it was so funny. I was like, I asked Kendall, you want to be a part of this? She goes, I don't know anything about that fucking tequila. I'm like, sit down anyway. It doesn't matter. Because um, uh, the way this podcast, the, the bigger of a train wreck it is, the better things turn out. Oh, yeah. well, then I'll be back next week. Huh? <laughs> it, 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 take your word for it. it. Kenna, if, if you're recording, we're always welcome. Thank you for sitting in. And um, so, yeah, drink of the week is Milagro Silver, uh, which, by the way, for the dollar, is a perfectly fine hey, tequila. What I love about it, too, is the second you take that first sip, it just warms your ears up. You're just like, oh, there there it is. That's what I've been waiting for. Um, that'll happen with a lot of liquor. <laughs> That's true, but not everything, and it's the good stuff that really that really does it. So here we, um, and, and, and based on the liquor store I go to, uh, where it's reasonably priced, this is one of the um, reasonably, uh, reasonable quality, yep. semi-bargain fifths, fifths, which uh, I will look for. And there's not a goddamn thing wrong with it. Um, shell out a few more bucks for the uh, Milagro uh, Reposado, which is good. Mm-hmm. But not a goddamn thing wrong with drinking silver. So um, Not at all. And my, especially if it's your, you know, second, third drink. It exactly. doesn't have to be the first, but yep. it's not a bad first drink at yep. all. Yep. Um, Nothing wrong with it. We started no. off with the Don Julio Añejo, but now we've switched over to the uh, Milagro Silver with no regrets. Um, we have one glass because I, I mean, finished I'm my... I'm sure you have some regrets. But come on, let's be honest here. Several, but not related to the choice of drink. Well, yeah. It's only behavior. Uh, <laughs> so, um, because I finished mine, I'm an idiot. I'm going to drink one, then we're going to do the toast. My friend, may you fight long and well. May you fight long and well. Clink. Game of the week. Right on. We are we are back. Uh, I am your host, uh, uh, the the true Fushnik, here with Jean, aka He She Who Thirst. We're going to talk about game of the week. So, my friend, being that it's only you and I, the original gangsters, as yeah. it were. This is a choose your own adventure week. Okay. All right. I that's, got, I got, that's intriguing. I got a lot of liquor and a lot of games in the trunk of my car. <laughs> so. We can do one of two things. One, we're going to talk to our people about Warhammer 40,000 Conquest, which is the we game should. we played for like three and a half years. The game that started this whole thing. Yep. It's, it's the one that, yeah. And, yeah. and, and your, yours and my rivalry 
which has taken an ugly turn in my favor recently. It's bizarre. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're stacking the decks. There's some new trick or technique you've learned that's it's thrown you into the top. I don't, I don't get it. So, so uh, we were talking earlier about how for a long time uh, this group was only sustained by uh, John's continued presence. And the one game we played week in, week out was a, a competitive deck building game called Warhammer 40,000 Conquest. Um, it got launched in 2014, shelved in 2016. But really? That, it was only a two-year two year life on that? Yep, because uh, uh, Games Workshop, the, the company that owns all the Warhammer 40,000 intellectual property, was nice. teaming up with Fantasy Flight to uh, produce. And as you know, Fantasy Flight was doing, still does, all the Star Wars games, yep. the Game of Thrones games. Yep. And they do um, Netrunner. They do Netrunner's uh, also shelved. A, a few Cthulhu games. Yep. Uh, did they, they, they shelved Netrunner? Netrunner finally? got. Okay. Yeah. It started to get bloated. I was into that for a little bit too. Yep. And as a game does, if you don't stop it um, for too long, you know, if it starts going on for too long, then uh, it just becomes. It's like any series, like any season of a show. Just end it. And stop, we don't want to see it. It's just it's bloated. Yeah. We want it dead. Um, and, and, and I came in this into a, in a weird direction because most of the people who got into Warhammer 40,000 Conquest were very experienced players of games like Magic the Gathering, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon, where you spend a lot of time uh, refining multiple decks from a big card pool and get into very, very competitive yeah. things. Don't even get me started on collectible card games. There's better models out there, people. You don't have to... Like, I love those kind of games, but there are better models. And one of them was Fantasy Flight's what they called living card games. Yep. So, LCG. Uh, LCG. Yep. So a collectible card game, if, you, if your kids are begging you for money to go to Target and buy Pokemon, they do not know what is in that pack, and their likelihood of getting something good is who knows. Yeah. Fantasy Flight's living card game model, under which Warhammer was produced, said... We're going to produce the same packs for every player, release them at the same rate, and you always know what you're getting. Yep, it's it, three of every card in there, so that way you can get to the max of any deck. Um, you're not yep. searching around to find that one last card that is going to complete your deck. It's just there. It was a, and it was a beautiful there. model, and a lot of the people who reviewed the game said, oh, this game is so great and smooth and intuitive, and I'm like, no. I've ne I had never played anything where you have to really? stop. Like so that was your first ever kind of game like that, dude. Wow. Uh, Christian. Okay, no wonder you're. Sorry, uh, we're gonna have to bleep that out. So, Jean. So, be be between the first time I bought a core set and tried out my first few games with uh, Jay and Mike, and between the fucking uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, the fencing we're doing now. Yes. Um, yes. It took me a year and a half to to be able to run a smooth game because yeah. I did not understand. Um, all how crunchy you could get with the phases and the timing effects of cards. Oh, and then, yeah. once you understand that, the strategy, not to mention there's nine different playable factions in the game, each of which has four to five warlords, each with their own possible builds. Yep. So Lots um, of combos out there. So, so my second option was to say, do you want to try to um, tackle ghost stories one more time as a two-player? But I think I already have my answer. So... Um, I always fed off the hind tit. Let's let's just be honest. I love the game, but frankly, compared to Major Woody and to you and to uh, Mark, I yep. frankly wasn't very good at it. Yep. I'm a slow learner. But uh, you asked earlier. It's like it's not a new technique. You know what it is? A mindset. Well, you, I think you just finally learned how to play the game. I think that's it. Like you finally, after three years, you've gotten there. Yep. Um, and and little background. So I would view any. 
Saturday or Thursday or Sunday we played, if I ran a 500 win percentage day, that was like a triumph to me. Honestly, when I look back at it, I would win maybe three to four out of every ten games I would play against you and Major Woody. Yeah. And do you know what changed? What was it? Mindset. Aggression. Aggression. Okay. Um, Okay. My natural tendency as a game player is to sort of hang back, get a feel for things, turtle, and then make a few moves. But but once I got in the mindset, it was like, fuck him. What can you take now? That's when I started... And I've, I've let, let's take the, the last few sits we've had. I've, I've cleaned your clock. It's, it's been bad. It's, it's embarrassingly bad, honestly. That's why I'm ready to get in more reps so I can finally shake off this losing streak. Um, yeah, absolutely. So War, Warhammer Forty Thousand Conquest it just so happens in my trunk. Um, I, I have um, all the pieces and probably between the two of us, like sixteen decks we've built, and uh, and uh, and also. Uh, the rivalry between decks is fun. Um, I noticed Jean, when he first learned, very much gravitated immediately to be towards uh, Dark Eldar decks. And in Warhammer 40,000... And, and Tau. And Tau. Yep. And Warhammer, uh, Tau and Dark Eldar are not physically strong races. However, um, one has the best technology and one is just so fast and evil. Yeah. They don't That's have this... Dark magic. Yeah, they yeah. don't have the... Uh, uh, if if we're going to talk magic terms, lots of black and blue cards a lot of those kind of i hurt me and it hurts everybody and by the way uh congratulations on your gigantic array of strong fighters but i just hit the whole thing with a a warp storm and by the way uh you have to sacrifice your best guy um and and they just they they just sap you and uh and what did i run i run a lot of ostra militarum anyway so um game of the week is going to be warhammer Forty Thousand conquest probably I've devoted more time in deck building and playing to this game than I have ever game ever. If you could get hold of an old set from someone who's quit, get a hold of it and play around. It's beautiful. It is. It's, it's a really fun game. I absolutely enjoy the entire mechanics. It's well-crafted. It just sucks that it's hard to find now. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, so in essence, you know, in a game of Magic or Pokemon, essentially you're fighting over one space. In Warhammer 40,000... They said, let's make it thematic. So not only does every deck have a warlord, and you have two ways to win or lose. One, you capture three planets with the same symbol, or you go for a decapitation, smoke a warlord. Um, and, and you fight over a series of uh, up to seven planets. Yep. And you always have to figure out, where can I earn money? Where should I make a stand? Where should I hide? Yeah, it, there, it's, there's a lot of strategy to this game. Um, a lot of different ways you can win and you don't want to be weak uh, on, on ways to lose. So you kind of have to play it all but still aim for a certain goal. And, and one of my favorite illustrations, so the, our very first episode, um, and he will still play with us, uh, Captain Cato. Yeah. Now Captain Cato is a young, extremely bright military intelligence officer who has one of those analytical minds of any people I've ever seen. He will sit there and wait the extra 30 seconds until he's found a way to fuck you. Yeah. But I remember, like, maybe it was one of the nights we were sitting there playing, and he just stops and puts his hand down and puts his hands to his temple. He goes, there's so much to think about. <laughs> and there is. So uh, so me and John tonight, we're going to uh, maybe bring you in on a few rounds of the action, but we're going to uh, maybe run a few decks of Warhammer 40,000 to see if my recent resurgence means anything yeah, or if, or if, or if it's a beginner's luck almost 
Ouch. Uh, or, yeah. Or if it's just a resurgence that uh, Jean and his uh, clever decks and clever play is going to quash. Game of the week, Warhammer 40,000 Conquest. We'll be back later with maybe a report on the action and our track of the week. Thank you. Guten Abend, meine Damen und Herren. I have an exciting bit of news for you on Breakup Gaming Society this week. We have a new segment. That's Word of the Week. So one of the challenges I gave Jean is like, hit me with a cool vocab word that I'm not ready for. Yeah. And uh, it'd be nice if you can work it into conversation. Do you want to do it now or? Yeah, let's do it now. All right. Let's do it now. Let's, let's hear mean, it. Well, what's, okay. what's the word of the day? Zug Zwang. Zug Zwang. So that that sounds German. Like it's a, a German word. I'm yep, guessing you got it's it. Z-U-G-Z-W-A-N-G. You got it. Wow. Um, Impressive. You haven't heard of this word, though. And now you've stumped me. Absolutely. Word. Okay, good. Zhuang. Zhuang. Or, or yep. however. Zhuang, yeah. Zhuang. Um, so it's the German word for basically there's no viable move except to not move. It comes from a chess term, actually. So no your kidding. only viable move is to That is an move. esoteric little piece of language. Isn't that fun? But it's so perfect for gaming, though. Because how many times where it's like... The best move is to just not move because a stalemate isn't a loss. In yep. fact, there's a there's a, um, a computer program that somebody built to play Tetris, and it did that. It ended up it wasn't taught how to do this, but it paused the game right before it lost, creating Zhuang, that infinite stalemate of not moving. That is fucking fascinating. What it, so, yeah, I was feeling like, I was like when you said German word, it's like Zeitgeist, I know, Bildungsroman, and lots of others. Or, or uh, one of my favorites, Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, I don't know that one. Um, that's uh, the pleasure you take in another's sorrow. Hey, I should know that one. I like that one. Um, in fact, my favorite German word is Fumfemfumsek. By all means, elaborate, sir. 55. It's just fun to say. Fumfemfumsek. It, it, it is. Uh, so, and, and so pardon our crude. Uh, I know the oh, first part yeah, is probably Zug, yep. but then Z W A N G. If anybody listened to this, I'm so sure we get some rude by, comments. By it's a it's by stalling out you stall the game state yep. by saying it's the better best not to. Viable move is to not move at all. Interesting. Anyway, so uh, there's our uh, that's our game of the week. I'm going to be back briefly with the second uh, panel in our Prince Paul guest shot triptych. Here we go. All right. Track of the Week. So you just heard the bumper. It is Track of the Week. I am your host, the True Fushnik, back with uh, part two of our three-part series of brilliant Prince Paul single production guest shots. I love Prince Paul. Anything you, every, anytime you're, there's production quality that's just unmatched, um, it's always Prince Paul. It's always Prince Paul. Not only that, but his playfulness and the way he does a beat and uh, the way he fades uh, uh, beautiful, like, kinetic elements in and out. So, the year is 1990-91. BDP has just uh, released their third or fourth album. It was called Sex and Violence. It didn't come out to a lot of fanfare. Uh, anybody who likes BDP should applaud the fact that they uh, just drove ahead and did whatever they wanted to year to year, regardless of uh, who was hot or what the production style was. Yeah. But on this track, they had a guest shot from Prince Paul. The track is called uh, How Not to Get Jerked. 
And um, I don't want to talk it up that more, much more. If you like a good beat that builds and swells and breaks down to really smart sampling, um, the rest sh should speak for itself. Here we go. Uh, Boogie Down Productions, How Not to Get Jerked. John said it best that that track should speak for itself. And he said, anything we say would just be jerking you off anyway. Um, if that didn't get you moving, well, then I am fucking out of ideas. This has been another installment of Breakup Gaming Society tonight with your host, um, the true Fushnik, and John, a.k.a. she, he, who thirsts. Peace out, y'all. And until next time, may you fight long and well. May you fight long and well. <laughs>